Big up Loki Damien, top producer at the spot. Hi, I'm Chucky, wanna play? Baby girl wants to move, 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 baby girl is a cool, cool, poor dog from the 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 cool, poor dog Greetings, family. Welcome to 60 Second Entrepreneur, the podcast. I am your host and the family brand educator, LaVette Men. Welcome to episode five. Today, we'll be talking with Dr. Elliot Heflin with Reality Tech LLC, and he'll be sharing his experience, his vast knowledge when it comes to robotics, coding, and technology in business. Make sure you stay tuned because Dr. Elliot Heflin is going to talk to us about how robotics, coding, and technology impacts our everyday lives and our everyday dealings with other businesses and also our own personal businesses. So I'm very, very excited to jump into this conversation with him. Now, as always, you know, I have to open up by expressing my deepest and my most profound gratitude. So on today, as I look back, at everyone that I interviewed for the podcast and everyone that I will be interviewing for the podcast, I have so much gratitude to even be in alignment with these individuals and these divine beings. So much knowledge has been shared. So much knowledge is going to be shared. And I hope that you listen and take notes and apply a lot of the wisdom into your own lives, the wisdom that they share with us. So on that note, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Now, I don't have any announcements for today, so we'll just jump right into Dr. Elliot Heflin introducing himself through his 60-second pitch. Check it out. Hello, you guys. My name is Dr. Elliot Heflin. Um, I've been doing STEM, say, probably about 20 years. I have a PhD in educational technology. And my focus has been on robotics, coding, and I guess you can say drones, so to speak, to bring bring the children of our community up to speed on today's technology. Ladies and gentlemen, kings and queens, that was Dr. Elliot Heflin with Reality Tech LLC. I am so excited, so elated to have him here with us today. He's going to be talking to us a little bit more about STEM. What is STEM and how it benefits the children in our community? We all know that children are our future. This is also an entrepreneurship show. And we know that it is important that we teach our children and equip them with the necessary knowledge and tools so that they can become productive entrepreneurs in our community when they grow older. 
Dr. Heflin, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. Now, you did a great job introducing yourself um, during your 60-second pitch, but can you just tell us a little bit more about Dr. Heflin? How did you end up in the industry of robotics and, and coding? Well, it all started around, um, I'm not going to date myself too much. It started, <laughs> it started in my undergrad years. I, I walked upon a professor doing a demonstration. And the demonstration entailed, um, Google had sent him a prototype, a prototype of Google Maps. Now, I'm dating uh -huh. myself. So this is before you guys even knew what Google Maps was. Okay. And I explained to him that I wanted to know more about technology. I wanted to know more about computers. And I did not want to be left in the dark. Yeah. So that's how it all began. And I've been studying, I guess you can say technology. I've been studying technology for probably since 99. Wow, since '99. Okay, okay. So, so can you um, can you kind of give us a background on what exactly is robotics encoding, and and how is it important in our everyday lives, and especially in business? Can you just kind of walk us through a little brief uh, synopsis on what what is robotics encoding? Okay, robotics is um, what we're going into right now. You can say it's uh, some people have humanoid robots. That's the robot that looks and acts like a human, or mm. or you can have the regular robots that you know do mundane tasks. Say, for instance, um, if you say General Motors or something like that, you screw a bolt on to the door. They consistently do that. It looks like a robot arm but they mm -hmm. play a big part in our society. And if we really pay attention behind the scenes, the majority of the things that we use today mm -hmm. has coding in the background. Yes. And yes. for you to, to me, for you to not know even the surface knowledge of coding, you're missing out on a whole lot. You're just, basically I guess just existing really <laughs> yeah yeah because you have this um technology and this technology can make your life much easier absolutely I completely agree now let me ask you um with the whole robotics and the technology piece is is that is does that tie into artificial intelligence as well? Is artificial intelligence a part of robotics? Yes, it is. Artificial okay. intelligence, which we call AI, is right. very connected to robotics. And the only, okay. the only difference you can say, like I was saying, some, um, some robots are humanoid robots. Those have more of an AI feature. You know, they can talk to you, respond, and mm. and they have a database, a data set. That's where the coding comes in again. They have a data right. set that you put certain responses in that respond to you. Okay. Okay. Um, as you were speaking, I, I had a flashback. I remember, I believe it was on Facebook. I read an article. Um, I haven't actually been in a McDonald's or any establishment that utilizes robots, but I did read a article not too long ago. I would say maybe last year sometime um, where there was actually a McDonald's that had robots and the robots were taking the orders. Uh, the robots were actually passing out the orders to the customers. So can you talk to us a little bit about what do you think the job market is going to look like, say, in the next 10 years or so when it comes to robotics and coding? Well, um, I've just read an article, I say probably about three days ago, that mm -hmm. was speaking about um, coding, so to speak, and robotics connecting them together saying that the general public even, this is their words, even 
a secretary would have to have some type of coding background in the future. Oh, wow. To, to let you know, um, we do have a restaurant here in Georgia uh-huh. that utilizes robots and they serve pizza. Really? Yes. So um, that's been a long time coming. My first job was McDonald's. And the, yes, mine was too. <laughs> the the yeah. talk back then was that robots were going to come in and do fries and stuff like that. You know, mundane tasks. Mm. As you can see, they surpassed that. So, right. But what people have to be aware of, and I really want to stress this, people have to be aware of, the job roles are not going to disappear. They're going to shift. You're going to have a paradigm shift where you're going to have to, so to speak, to use today's vernacular, you're going to have to up your game. Yes. So you're going to have to learn a new skill. And that skill may be coding. It may be how to operate the robotics. It may be to fix the robot. But your job is your job might be taken by someone else. Just say, for instance, I give you an example. You use the, you use the example of McDonald's. Now, if you walk into McDonald's, you might not physically see any human being. Mm-hmm. But there are always going to be some human beings in the background making the computers do what they have to do. Are you following? Yes, be, I'm following. It might be from a remote location or it might be from the central location. You never know. But you you guys are going to have to be ready because it's coming. It's here already. It's coming. Yes, and and I don't I don't know if you know Dr. Elliot, but I'm actually a coder. I'm a medical coder though. Okay. And yes, and I'm actually working on a project right now, but I've been with them for uh, maybe three years or so. Um, see, as a medical coder, when we first started out, we had to code everything. We had to transcribe everything by hand and paper. Right. We had to read the doctor's notes. We had to try to figure out what they were saying and then transcribe the diagnosis in the diagnosis codes into actual codes and numbers right because that's how we communicate with the insurance company well this particular um client that i'm working with what they 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 utilize um coding and robotics in a sense because when the notes come in the system from the doctor's office the computer reads everything and it automatically codes everything and as a coder and an auditor what i have to do is just go in and make sure that the quote-unquote robot um, abstracted the correct codes from that particular document so it cuts my job in half um, it makes it a lot more efficient and a lot more easier. But it was also very intriguing for me to see um, how a robot was actually able, like they were able to program with codes, program the system for it to read the doctor's handwriting and abstract it and apply the codes to it. So I'm already seeing how robotics and coding is touching um, the medical industry Yeah. from that aspect. Yeah. Um, Also, my rest in peace, my uncle, um, who just recently passed away, he was in um, technology as well. He was a computer tech. And he told me that there was so I don't know what hospital it is, but there was some hospitals where he actually had to go out and program the robots who are now going to be taking the place of some of the doctors. What do you say about that? Yes. But like I said, all that, all what happened is their role is being changed. They're yeah. not being totally replaced. That's only the half of the story. Okay. I mean, oh. They will be turning to still um, interact. They will be trying to interact with the robot. Because what you have to remember, the robot still doesn't have emotions. The robot still cannot feel like you know, once the doctor go inside you, 
they really can feel the texture and, mm-hmm. and respond to your your pain. You understand what I mean? Like a human. Right. They're right. Never, right. They're never totally replaced. Yes. And, okay. And keep one thing in mind. Right now, today, we carry AI around with us and don't even know it. Our cell phones, yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, and Google as well. You'll type in two letters, and then it'll give you a whole list of, of suggestions based off of the two, three letters that you typed in. That's, that's a part of AI as well, yes, right? That's that's actually coding. What it is, that's, the okay. code is looking for target words. And once it sees the target word, it spells out the rest of the sentence, or you understand what I mean? Or Mm-hmm. But it's it's here, and we just have to realize it's here, and it's not it's going here. anywhere. It's yes, better it's and better. Here. But we need to, as a community, we need to grasp what's going on and stop seeing everything on the surface. Right. Or, or seeing it as a challenge as well, because it can be beneficial to us, right? Yeah. If we... It's, it's- Right. Take it from me. Mm-hmm. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I am a knife. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's not difficult. All you have to do is read. Mm-hmm. And in this country, from, from what I understand, the um, educational system Teaches you, teaches you how to read by third grade. So you really yes. don't have an excuse not to know. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't want to know, but I understand that, and I just roll with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right, so let's talk um, a little bit about your passion, your mission, your, 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 your purpose. Um, the, the great work that you're doing in the community with our children, introducing them to robotics through or by way of STEM, which stands for what? Science, technology, engineering, and math? That's correct. Okay. All right. I got it. <laughs> now, it's not something that I've looked into deeply, but of course, um, most of the schools, they have adopted a STEM program. So can you just talk to us a little bit about the importance of exposing our children to one of these, if not all. Yes, uh, I would. I would say it's very important to introduce the child to. I guess you can call it STEM literacy. It's mm-hmm. very important because, like I mentioned before, that's where the world is going. If you don't want your child to be left behind or in a situation where they're they're sitting at the table and they don't know what anyone is talking about, then you will prepare them early. And I just, to me, it's it's a disservice if you don't. You understand what I mean? Because when I was coming up, ours was industrial, industrial world. We learned it. We learned about it before we was even eligible, really, to get a job. And I same thing, the same initiative should be taken with technology for the children. It's just, that's what I do. That's what my passion is. I don't, I don't want anyone from my community to be left behind. I don't want them to spend a thousand dollars on an iPhone and do not know what the iPhone can do. Cause it's it's a thousand dollars for a reason. And it's just it's just not for you to text Betty or call Betty. It's not just meant for that. For a whole uh, oh, it's like walking with a computer in your pocket, but it's not many of us use computers for what they use for. 
That's our action to instill in the children. This is what we need. This is why we need it. And this is not difficult. You know why? Because you just did it. And once they see that they just did exactly what I was saying and what exactly I was lecturing about and preaching about or whatever, and they see that and did it, then all the the notions that came from outside influences saying this was difficult, this was that, but you know, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I explain to the children all the time, you know, people mean well, but sometimes they just don't have it in them to say, I don't know. Right. 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 Now, can you tell us, because I know every summer and including this past summer, you host robotics workshops. So outside of the programs that are in the schools, um, what are some ways that parents can introduce their children to robotics, to STEM, just to get them exposed to it? Because like you said, it's, it's imperative that we, you know, do them service by introducing them to this world of robotics. So outside of the schools, what are some other ways that parents can introduce it to their children? Like I said, um, you can, uh, they can buy the materials from, you know, Barnes and Nobles or go to the public library or what have you, Mm -hmm. or they, or they can Google, you know, robotics or whatever robotics for, the age range that they want. You know, it's, we're in an age right now that nothing is really hidden. Right, everything is is easily accessible. Yes, if you want it, it's there. You know, just have to go out and get it. But my, my thing is, I don't believe in surface teaching. I don't believe in that, but I understand you have to get, I guess I'll put it in a nice way. You have to give it to me in portions mm-hmm. with say eight through 12. So you have to give me 12 years. You have to give it to me in portions. I understand that because it's a business. Yes. But <laughs> I want to let people know that that's really not necessary. Okay. Where my view really comes in, a lot of it is that I felt that the status quo was holding me back. Oh. So my my total target audience is people who think like I think that they feel that their child is special. Is gifted. Yeah. We're going to take them to another level. We're going to do this. They're interested in robotics. Mm-hmm. I say to them, no, your child does not have to wait to ninth grade to go to college and get involved in robotics. He can get enrolled, enrolled, enrolled in robotics class right now. Yes, the the sooner the better. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the better. A lot, a lot of people say that, mm-hmm. but they don't do it. You understand what I mean? Yes. And I really don't want to throw too much shade, but I have to tell the truth. Yeah, tell the truth. <laughs> and, and, and the truth is, and the truth is, a lot of people slap STEM on their school mm-hmm. or their institution, and it's not really STEM. Mm. It's a watered it's down a, version. Yeah, I was going to say that the watered down version. So, so, yeah. so again, so that's why I mentioned that I know you do host um, robotic workshops. So, can you just share with us what are some of the things that you do with the children? What are some of the things that you introduce them to during your workshops? Well, doing 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 my workshops during the summer or the fall or what have you. Mm-hmm. What I do is depending on what you want. Um, I have um, two versions of robot. Really, I have 
a robot that you I have robots mm -hmm. that you put together from scratch. You actually put them together. You actually assemble them and you code them and do everything that you can do with a robot. So they'll walk away from that class having the experience of building a robot from scratch. The robot that I'm speaking about, uh -huh. it has the robot that I'm speaking about, it has 176 individual pieces. It has so, 136 individual pieces? 76. 176 individual pieces, okay. So when you see the student, the student will just have a pile of parts. Yeah. <laughs> and his objective is to make a complete robot. Mm -hmm. Out of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. And and all of, and along with that, they learn coding. Mm -hmm. It's depending on the level. If it's a higher level, I teach them Python. If it's a lower level, I teach them Blockly or Scratch. But I do expose them to coding. Okay. That's one part of the robotics. And I have a another part of robotics that's much more advanced than that. I have like an AI ro robot, and it's called the Now Robot. Uh -huh. And that speaks to you, talks to you, and I teach the kids how to program the Now Robot to go into their imagination and try to figure out different things that you can do, that you make a robot do. And it's pretty, it's pretty fun. You know, it and, sounds fun. It sounds the, like a lot of fun. <laughs> me, the level that I do it at, I make sure that I do it at, is the same level that they will encounter in the real world. Okay. It's not no watered down. I, I don't believe in that. Like I said, mm -hmm. uh, my passion comes from that not being fed to me. You understand what I mean? I I want the best. I want the top. I want the yes. struggle. Yes. So I'm looking for those kids who want the same thing. Mm -hmm. And my, I am tired of going to, I'm going to throw a little shade. I am, <laughs> I am throwing, I am tired of going to school and they have two pitching marshmallows and calling yeah. this. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's not robotics or coding, right? Robotics and coding is part of STEM. It falls under the S technology okay. and math. And some people can say, since I put the um, component of building the robot, you could actually say I cover all four areas. Okay, we are back. I apologize about that. We had some technical difficulty, but we are back. I'm going to pass it back over to Dr. Elliot, who was talking to us about some of the activities that he has um, the students engage in during his workshops. So Dr. Elliot, can you finish telling us about that? Yes, like I had mentioned before, um, I tried to train the students in the totality of STEM, which mm -hmm. is the S-T-E-N, the M. Mm -hmm. um, our first approach is I have them assemble, assemble a robot that has 176 pieces. So that gives them the opportunity to cover all four categories of STEM because we bring the science in, which is computer science, and we bring the technology in, we bring the engineering by them building it, and we bring the math in about what piece goes with what piece. So we cover everything in that class. But okay. I, I also have other robots that are considered humanoid robots. And mm -hmm. they, they 
pretty much are like humans. You can talk with them. I can program to interact with you. It's certain keywords that you have to know. But this also teaches the student how to code, how to critically, critically think something out, how to put something in a flow, in a flow chart that it flows correctly. You know that you can make you can make similar. How can I say it? Similar movement movements and speech like a human being with the robot. And I take that approach because I wanted the students to be exposed to real world robots. Right. That that's my whole thing. I didn't want our students or the students that come in contact with me receiving something at a bottom level and thinking that they really are getting something. Right, right. So, okay. (laughs) Yes, that's awesome. And it it reminds me, it takes me back to when we, um, when we first had our Building a Business Summer Workshops back in 2017, the summer of 2017. And we also had a STEM segment technology where we, and of course it was, I'm sure it was, the robot was nothing like yours, but just watching, <laughs> just watching the kids um, put together. It was a robot that um, they built the robot, and then it had um, arms where the arms were like colored pencils. So okay. the robot, yeah. So when they programmed it and turned it on, the robot would just draw all of these really cool designs depending on um, the command that the kids programmed into this little mini robot. It was so exciting. Like, I think I was more excited about it than they were. So um, yeah, it is a lot of fun and it's definitely part of our future. Now, speaking of the future, can you talk to us business owners? Um, because you, you stress the importance of not running away from it or not looking at it as a challenge, but embracing it and just going with the flow because it's here and it's here to stay. So for entrepreneurs that are looking to grow long-term businesses, looking to, to have that longevity in their businesses, what are some ways, what are, what are some advice or some tips that you can give us as far as implementing robotics and coding in our business to make sure that we stay ahead of the curve? Okay. I wouldn't necessarily say robotics because okay. robotics is very costly for someone Yeah. They're an entrepreneur, um, okay. someone who's starting out in business. Now, if you have a million dollar business, that's a different story. Okay. But I would definitely, no matter what level you start at, mm-hmm. I would definitely know something about technology, far as databases, far as different coding, far as how to keep track of different things because they have things right now that's in place. If you look for it, you can basically speak to it. Mm-hmm. And it'll put everything in, the, in its proper order if it's programmed for that. And you have to be familiar with that, with that kind of thing. And this is me just on a personal note. You don't want to call someone in mm-hmm. to rectify a problem that you don't know anything about. Right. <laughs> that's true. So that's, to me, that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you at least know the surface knowledge of what it needs to, what you need, what type of technology you need to, I guess, accomplish your task. Mm-hmm. You have to know that. Yeah. It's, it's nowhere around it now. It's really not. You know, we we're back to the point that I would say probably five, ten years, mm-hmm. we won't even have to as entrepreneurs, we won't even have to answer our phone anymore. Right. We'll have robots answer our phone and have a complete conversation with the person. Wow. And that would take that would take a lot of uh, a lot off of our plate, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can just imagine just a phone call. Mm-hmm. And, 
And I was explaining to people, you know, when they, there's a lot of different restaurants or whatever are utilizing um, robots as, as greeters. You know, when we go into a, I guess you can say a three-star or above restaurant, they usually have a hostess. Right. That hostess can be replaced. If you're making that kind of money. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and just to let you know, it's intriguing. You know, because it's new. And I assure you, if I put a, a robot, a humanoid robot, at my front door to greet you, I can guarantee you your kids drag you back and forth to that, to that restaurant. Yes, I, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> just, just to be able to say something to them. Right. But like I said, you know, I, I don't want to get on my tangent, but you really have to invest some time mm -hmm. in whatever you need. If you need a database, you need to learn what the new databases are, what they can do. You need to know the most efficient way that you can run your business through technology means. It's going that way. Yeah, it's going that no, way. No one is really going to be doing, you can say, um, I guess, hard copies or anything like that, there will soon be a paperless society. We are running towards that. Yeah, they've been working on that for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, for a long time. And just to speak from from personal experience, right now in the federal government, they are at least, I would say, I seen with my own eyes, mm -hmm. they're at least fifty percent paperless. Mm. So everything that they're doing is through technology. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's you know something minute as you know just interacting on the computer. It's surprising to me that some people they don't even know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're gonna have a lot of catching up to do because, like you said, technology yeah. is here to stay. And I remember I attended um, the whole. The um, Operation Hope, um, every year they host this really big conference where um, they bring in so many people from different industries, so many experts in different industries. And I remember um, this one moderator, he talked about technology. He said over the next four years, there will be about um, 40 years of technology crammed into the four years. So basically what he was saying is that we have to keep up because if not, we'll fall so far behind and we'll fall off. And I can see that now, especially sitting here and, and learning what I'm learning from you now as far as the robots, just really getting more insight on how it works and how it affects our everyday lives. It makes sense. So like you said, um, it's important for us to take time out and become more familiar and more acquainted with it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really want to emphasize that mm -hmm. as a community, yeah. we must take grasp of this. Mm -hmm. The technology that I'm using right now, the ones that people think are so advanced, the robot, the technology of the robot is about 15 years old. I'm tired of our community waiting to everything, I guess you can say, to make it nice. Everything is utilized. Yeah. And then we think that we came up with a new product after everyone else has exhausted everything out of it. Mm -hmm. They made the millions off of it already. Now we're making the crumbs the residuals of it. Right. And I'm tired of that. Yeah. So I want to expose them right now. Here it is. Here it is. This is what they're doing. This is what we need to be doing. This is where it's at. This is what we need to be doing. Not not mushrooms and I mean not marshmallows and toothpicks. This is what we need to be doing. Yeah. They left that years ago. Yeah. 30, 40 years ago. Oh wow. Why are we still doing it? Yeah. So like you said, it's imperative that we take time out starting right now today and becoming familiar with it and tapping into it, utilizing it to our, the best that we can, right? 
Yes. Yeah. You know, to make it simple, make it very simple. I hate to be harsh about it. Mm -hmm. We have to put our money where our mouth is. Mm -hmm. We say that we want our our students to be technologically savvy. Now, how can they be savvy when you're teaching them at the bottom? Yes. Yes. So we have to reevaluate what's important. Mm -hmm. We really do. And like I said, if little old me can do it by myself, <laughs> no grants, yeah. no donations, if my little old self can do it, you can do it. Absolutely. 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 And I commend you, Dr. Elliot, because, um, you know, we, we've been connected for a while and you have really been like nonstop. You've really been um, pushing this movement. So I'm honored to have this conversation with you, you know, just to really get, um, I guess you could say, a, a, a backstage pass to how this thing really works. And it, and it makes sense. And again, um, it's so necessary for us as individuals and also as business owners to really know what the future holds for us so that we can stay ahead of it. Yeah. 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 It's very important. Very. So I just want I just want to thank you so so very much for the interview. Um, do you have any last words you would like to share with us? Can you just tell everyone how they can connect with you and and follow you on social media? Yes. Um. If you want to get in contact with me, I have my own website, which is educationaltechnologynetwork.com, and you can pretty much get all the information you need from that website. I do do workshops, course facilitations, and after school programs. We will go over that in detail once you contact me through the um, website address. And my number is 678-508-1573. Again, that's 678-508-1573. And how can they find you on social media? You can find me on social media, um, Elliot Heffern on Facebook, um, Ed Tech Network on IG. I'm pretty much on on everything. So it's, it's not hard to find me and like I said, but the best the best way to find me is through the website, or you can email me at elliotheflin94 at gmail.com. All right, Dr. Heflin. Now, do you have any last words you would like to share with us? I just really want you guys to invest in your children. Invest in your children's future. Mm-hmm. Do not leave it up to anyone else to say what your student should know and what they should not know. If you are abreast to technology and you pay attention to technology, you will know what they're supposed to be so they can become competitive. We are globally now. We're not just local. This is not just about Georgia. They are competing against people all over the world. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. I received. Thank you so much again, Dr. Elliot. I really appreciate it. No problem. No problem. <laughs> no problem. All right. We'll speak soon. You enjoy your day, okay? Okay, you too. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, again, that was Dr. Elliot Heflin. So please make sure you connect with him to stay up to date on his upcoming workshops that he hosts in the community for our little ones. Thank you for all of the work that you continue to do in the community. Dr. Elliot, it was my pleasure interviewing you on today.
Now, as always, you know, I do have a book recommendation for every show. So the recommended book for today is Bitcoin Billionaire, written by Jeremiah Coffey. Bitcoin Billionaire explores about 186 business ventures that are already making hundreds of millions of dollars in mining, trading, and improving the code of these new digital assets as we know as Bitcoin. Now, the book profiles over 100 spectacular and successful young men and women from all over the world who have found high-income careers in this economy. Now, rumor has it that Bitcoin may potentially replace the dollar. So with this little tidbit of knowledge, it's important that we jump ahead of this trend by researching and by figuring out how we can ride this new wave of new money. Okay, so again, that is Bitcoin Billionaire written by Jeremiah Coffey. Wellness tip for the day. The wellness tip for today is... Take inventory of any toxic situations that may be present in your life today. This can be people, family members, friends, associates, co-workers. And this may be a hard pill to swallow for many of us, but even ourselves, (laughs) even ourselves, evaluate your thoughts. Okay. Evaluate your thoughts. This is why meditation is so important. And a lot of people, they struggle with meditation but the reason why meditation is so important is because we, we we sit quiet with ourselves and we pay attention to the thoughts that do come up, right? And a lot of times when we pay attention and give life to those thoughts, so within, so without, meaning that when we fester and we harp on particular thoughts, it shows up in our lives. So if you want to know what your primary thoughts are, evaluate your life evaluate the people around you evaluate the type of relationships that you have with people do you even have relationships with people are they healthy relationships are they toxic remember everything starts within so it's not about pointing the finger and blaming anyone outside of ourselves but it's about identifying what no longer serves us within us and working on ourselves um tapping into our our inner sovereignty into our inner being and performing self alchemy on ourselves and i know this lingo that i'm using it may be foreign to a lot of people but i'm speaking more so from the perspective of the universal laws right the laws that govern our every being and also knowing that we are divine beings and we create our reality depending on on the frequency we vibrate on we bring people to us we can also push push people away from us depending on how high or how low we vibrate. So in order for us to, to have sound mind, to have healthy thoughts, to have a healthy body, because a lot of toxicity can affect our health as well, right? People around us stressing us out. Now we have high blood pressure. Now we're having stomach pains. And, and migraine headaches. And we think that it's because we're stressed on our job, which can be a contributing factor. And that's another thing that we may want to evaluate as well. The job that we're working on, the work that we're doing, how does it make us feel when we wake up Monday morning and it's time to go to work? If we internally dread it, then that means that there's some things that we need to change within us. And it doesn't also necessarily always necessarily mean start a business, right? Because maybe it's not our time to start a business and build a business. But what are some things that we can do to combat the negative feelings that we feel when it comes to our job, when it comes to the people around us? Um, So, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of our mind. We have to take care of our bodies. But most importantly, we must take care of our spirit. Okay, so do yourself a, 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 a justice. Do yourself the due diligence and, and serve yourself and loving on yourself and making sure that you shift yourself into a space that is going to serve your better judgment and your highest good. And on that note, we are now coming to an end of episode five here at the 62nd Entrepreneur Podcast. Again, as always, I enjoyed the podcast on today and I hope that you equally enjoyed it as well. The next episode will air on September 21st and I am excited about the guests that I will be interviewing. 
I'll keep that to myself until it's time. Peace, love, and many blessings to you all. Catch you on the next episode. Peace, family. Big up Loki Damian, top producer at the spot. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Baby girl wants to move. Baby girl wants to move. Baby girl wants to move. Hey, baby girl is a cool. Bored off in the cool. Hey, give me the zone. Hey, these so fluffy, they fluffy. Hey, learn a hard rock. Ain't seen a bit in the video, Marie. Ain't seen. Yo, yo. They do it, baby girl, it's the move. Baby girl, it's the move. Baby girl, it's cool. It's a cool, baby. Pour it off in the coop. Pour it off in the scar. Drop top of my roof. Drop top of my roof. Finna go to the zoo. To the baby. Eating so food. Girl, you wanna hang with me? I don't wanna hang with you. Y'all got all the juice. Swinging me like soup. Swinging hang with my crew. Wish no high rock. That's something I can't do. I'm sorry, baby. 200 for my shoes. Throwing light like Zeus. You and Nate got a clue. You and Nate got a clue. Take had to run it up, ayy Count on my cash, had to sum it up, ayy To be honest, I can't even sum it up, ayy Yeah, I'm up next, like the runner up, ayy You unplug DNA and boot it up, ayy Why you got a lot trying to cover up, ayy You ain't got a flesh like you coming up, ayy Yeah, burn the lake, keep it up Baby girl, what's the move? Baby girl, what's the move? Baby girl, what's the move?